Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. This is the beginning of the Lent season. It's Ash Wednesday. It's the 46 days leading up until Easter. And how many of you know that that for the church, Easter's like our Super Bowl. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like it is the biggest day on the church calendar. And 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 you know what? We're, we are praying here at Church for All Nations uh, for people to receive Christ on Easter Sunday. Like that's like for the next 46 days, I am going to be praying. Our pastors are going to be praying. Our elders and deacons are going to be praying. Would you join with us and pray that people would find Jesus in this building and every other church in this community on Easter Sunday? Would you join me with that? Well, here's the thing. If that's going to happen, it's going to require those of us that are praying for that and are professing that. It's, it's got to start with us, right? And that's really, that's really what tonight is all about. It's all about stopping and saying, Lord, this is what we want to see in our community. But before we can really even get there, it has to start with us. And so tonight is about you. It's about you and me coming before uh, God and saying, Lord, would you look inside of us? Expose the areas of our lives that, that needs, need some dealing with. And so that's what we're doing tonight. And in just a few minutes, the elders are going to come forward on each side. And the band's going to come back. And we're going to continue to worship a few more songs. And, 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 and you're going to receive this symbol. And we're going we're gonna to repent before the Lord and worship the Lord for the next couple of minutes here. But I just want to share a couple of thoughts as we kick off this Lent season, if that would be okay. First Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. It'll be on the screens here. But this is what Peter writes to um, a bunch of Jesus people who have been dispersed all, all over the region. And he's encouraging these Jesus people that feel isolated and alone and in foreign territory. He says this, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. So that's, that's what we're doing tonight. We're, we're preparing our minds, we're preparing our hearts for action, for what, what God's about to do over the course of the next 46 days. Now watch this, it says, put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live, live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. How many of you know that, hap- that, I, that, that even happens to me at times? We've got to be careful with that. He says, you didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. Aren't you thankful that he chose you tonight? For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. In preparation for this Lent season, I was, I was going through some of my photos that I took of my trip to Israel about three and a half years ago. And, and I really felt like the Lord used those experiences to speak to me in a few different areas and really keep in, in mind during this holy season. So I, I wanted to show you a few pictures and how it 
really relates to this uh, Ash Wednesday. And, and I want you to, I want these pictures to resonate with you over the course of the next 40 days. I want you to meditate on these pictures and these thoughts that I want to share with you just for the next couple of minutes here. The first picture is this. If you're taking notes, write this down and you'll see it in a second here. The steps. The steps. You said, what are you talking about, JF? If you go to Israel today, and I know that our, we had a, a, a group of like 40 folks from CFAN go to Israel, not, you know, this past summer was an incredible experience. But if you go to Israel, if you specifically J Jerusalem, and you go to the old city, um, there's an area there called the Eastern Gate. And there's several gates around the old city in, in ancient Jerusalem there. And all of them are open, but the Eastern Gate is sealed. And there's so much significance there that I don't have time to go all into detail in. But the Jews say that the Messiah, when he comes, will enter through the Eastern Gate. In fact, our scriptures say, according to the book of Zechariah and, and Ezekiel, that when Jesus comes back again, he's, he's going to come down the Mount of Olives and, 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 and come up through Jerusalem into the old city, up into the temple, through the what gate? The Eastern Gate. And it's sealed off right now. Do you know how it got sealed off? An Islamic sultan in A.D. 1500 caught wind of a Messiah that was supposed to rule on the Temple Mount. And he said, put the gate up. We can't have a Messiah coming in to our territory. In fact, they put a Muslim cemetery if you, if you go there, you'll go there. And there's a cemetery. So there's a, there's a, it's sealed off and a, a Muslim cemetery because, because, because if, if, you, if, you're, a, if you're a Jew, the, a, a Muslim cemetery is technically unclean. So they put up all these barriers to keep the Messiah out. But how many know he's coming back again and he's going to come right? What, brick and mortar is not going to stop the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords from taking his rule. I just, I just that's, a little, that's a little nugget for you. Back to the steps. Leading up to the Eastern Gate are a bunch of steps. Can you put those steps up on the screen here? These are the steps that lead up to the Eastern Gate. Before I talk about the steps, let me give you a little bit of ancient Israel history lesson. Can I do this? This is fun. This is fun. When the Jewish people would come to the temple up through the Eastern Gate, because the Eastern Gate was the most accessible way to get to the Temple Mount, to where the temple was. Now, they, they couldn't go inside, but they could go into the, the, the temple courts where they would worship, right? But before they would take the steps leading up to where the temple was, they had to wash themselves in these immersion tanks. And if you were to go there today, there's these, these dugout holes that they would literally get there, they would change their clothes, clean themselves up, 
Then they would walk down into the immersion tanks step by step. And, and as they walked down, the water would come up until they're completely submerged. And then they would come out the other side. And sometimes they would do this over and over again. They were, they were symbolically cleaning themselves before they ever even stepped foot on the temple property. And I was thinking about that again this week. How we come to church sometimes. Now, some of us are like, just getting here is a war. And let me tell you, it even happens in my own family with my kids. Get in the car. Da, 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 da. We're barely getting here and we get here, but we made it. And if you made it, thanks for making it. But man, did you know these Jewish people had to prepare because they had to get to church, take a bath <laughs> before they could even walk in the back door? And I was thinking about that, just, just how important it was, the worship of these people. So then, so, so they would go down the water, come back up, clean symbolically, and then they would begin climbing those steps. Here's what's cool about the steps. If you look at them, the steps aren't, what would be, what would be the word that they're the, they're the same? They're not, they're not the same. It, the way it looks is it goes one step, another step that's the same, and the, then it's deep. Do you see how that looks right there? So it's one step, next step, and then it's like two step lengths, and then it repeats itself. They built it this way very intentionally. You know why they did this? So you couldn't just run all the way up the steps. you trip. So they, so they constructed the steps to go one. So, so you would have to like really take your time not to even trip. Why did they do that? That's a crazy thing to do. They did that because they wanted the people to take their time climbing those steps, getting to the temple. Why is that important? Because so many times in my own life, in our culture, we are, we are on a mad dash sprint to get everywhere. And that even includes church, man. We're just barely parking the car and literally jogging in and got in time for the second song. And while I'm here, right? Thank God you're here. But man, there's some moments in our life where we need to slow down. We need to consecrate ourselves. We need to take our time before we meet with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and, and think about every step that we take, every step that's holy and righteous and, and, and intentional. And you see, that's what Lent is all about. It's 46 days of slowly being intentional, connecting with God every single day, thinking about it over and over until you get to Easter instead of just rolling into Easter. Here I am. I want you to remember this picture because it was important to the ancient Israelites. It's important today to wash ourselves in the word, in prayer, through repentance, being intentional over the course of the next 46 days or so, the steps. Here's a second picture that I want to show you as a reminder during this season, and that is the skull. 
So the steps, the skull. What are you talking about, man? The skull? The skull in the scriptures, depending on which version you have, there was a place called the skull. The place called skull. Golgotha. Calvary. This is where Jesus was crucified. And I can remember when I went to Israel, it was the only thing I was thinking about. I, I got to get to Calvary. I, I want to I see that place. And I had, this, I had this thought. I thought to myself, you know, when, when, when I get to Calvary, when I get to Golgotha, that place called the Skull, there, there's probably going to be a million people try, trying to just see it. There, there's probably going to be like a solid golden gate all the way around Calvary and, and written in diamonds, Golgotha. And there was probably, the IDF was probably going to be guarding it with their, with their Kalashnikovs and machine guns. And people were just going to get one little peek of it. And there it is, oh, Golgotha. And I was like, if I could just get a glimpse. And then I got there and I looked around and there was like three other people there. And did you know that the place called Skull Golgotha, I'll show you a picture, it literally is just a place where they park buses now. <laughs> I mean, that's it right there. That's Calvary. And you got the city buses and a gnarly old gate up around it, and it was just me. And I was like, what in the world? Where's the fireworks? Where's all the noise? What's going like that? What's, what's going on here? It felt very, very ordinary. And in that moment, it was like crystal clear. I felt like the Holy Spirit whispered to me, JF, just because culture has tried to make this place ordinary, it doesn't mean that it's not extraordinary. It, it does not mean that something very important took place here. And you see, culture tries to do this with the Easter season, too. C culture makes Easter just all about Cadbury bunnies and peeps and pastels and mimosas. And it's, I mean, that's all Easter is to culture, man. It's one day where we have an Easter egg hunt and the kids wear their Sunday's best and they pop in the back door for one time a year. Culture is watered down what Easter is all about. Our challenge tonight is to remember the supernatural power of the cross. That something life-changing for every one of us in this room took place in a bus still. A place where Jesus on that hill was isolated and naked and bled hanging on that cross. And even today culture doesn't honor that site. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, this is why he came. Culture still accosts him today. And I was like, wow. The Son of God came, born in this smelly barn and died on an isolated hill that isn't, ice, that isn't even honored today. Incredible. Can't we forget how supernatural and incredible that is? So the steps, the skull, and here's the last one, and then we're gonna we're gonna participate in this placing on of the ash, and that is the stone. The stone. Because you see, it didn't just stop there on that hill. It 
stopped at a tomb that I visited there in the garden, Gethsemane, across from Gethsemane there. In that area was the tomb, and I walked inside of it. The tomb was rolled away, and it was so cool because on the wall it said, he's not here for he has risen. It's not there. It's pretty cool. And I was even thinking about that this past week. And you know that in Jesus' time, tombs were extremely expensive. So you would only use a tomb for one of your family members because if you used it for somebody else, it now became unclean. It was unusable for your family again. And so this idea of Joseph of Arimathea giving up his family tomb to Jesus and the significance of that, the symbolism of that, and this idea of that when we're willing to give up everything that we have, the things of value to us, the things that are most important to us in our lives, what Jesus can do with those things that we lay at his feet, our giftings, our resources, the things that we value, our families, we, we place it at his feet and say, Lord, this is all that I have. This is the very best that I have. Take it and use it. The way he responds and the way he honors those that come before him humbly like we're doing tonight, that, that is, that is the, way, that, the, the way he responds is so incredible. It, it, it just far outweighs other, other ways we come to him. But if you come to him, Humble, saying, Lord, here's my best. Lord, here's my repentant heart. Lord, here's my humility. Lord, once again, I bow before you and I say, you are king. You are creator. Here is my best. What he does is so significant. So the question is tonight, what are you laying down? Maybe you've walked in here and there's stuff in your life that you've been unwilling to release to him. Maybe tonight as we do this next step in our worship, maybe it's a moment where you want to come forward. We're going to actually, the next song that we're singing is act, the lyric is, oh, come to the altar. So I couldn't have set it up better for you, okay? But maybe as we sing this song, oh, come to the altar, maybe indeed after you get the ash on your forehead, maybe you just want to come down to this front area or here and just kneel down and just say, God, as we begin this Lenten season on Ash Wednesday. God, here's the areas of my life that I've been trying to control, trying to hold on. And God, tonight I kneel down symbolically and I just release them to you. Maybe there's some areas of your life that you don't, you don't really even know that you're holding on to. You say, Lord, would you just show those areas of my life that I'm, that I'm trying to control, I'm trying to hold on to. I come to you tonight humbly. I come to you in a repentant heart. Maybe there's areas of your life where you, you know you're, you could do better in. And you need to confess that to the Lord. This is going to be your opportunity to do that. And then tonight, and then starting tomorrow, be very intentional like those steps. You got you to pay attention because you, if you take up off, off those, you're going to trip. If you're not focused on the steps, you're going to fall down. So maybe tomorrow it's starting off being intentional. Lord, I'm going to remove these couple of things for the next 46 days in my life, and I'm going to insert. I'm going to insert those areas with spending a little bit more time with you just for the next 46 days leading up.
It could be something extravagant. It could be something a little bit more trivial, whatever it is. And just take these, these 46 days and do that. So what we're going to do, I'm going to ask our elders to come forward on either side. They're going to stand on either side here. And we're going to sing this song. This is, we're going to turn this room back into our, what I like to call our spiritual gymnasium, where we're all participating. Maybe you didn't get an opportunity to receive communion earlier. You can do that here. But what we're going to do is we're going to begin to sing. And as we sing, when you feel led, that's kind of an old Christian E, when you feel led. When you feel like it's right, a right time for you, you just want to come forward and just meet with one of our brothers here. And they're going to put a little tiny cross on your forehead. And then after that takes place, you can go back to your seat. Or maybe you just want to worship here at, at the altar. But this is so cool because, you know, you can leave here tonight with this on your forehead. Maybe you get in your car and you drive home. Maybe you want to take a little selfie, you know, so you remember the significance of this night tonight. And, and uh, oh, the one thing that they're going to say to you is that they're going to whisper to you, we repent. This is an affirmation, okay? They're going to cross you and they're going to say, we repent and we believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there's going to be this like agreement together, all right? So can we do that? Come on, stand your feet all across this room. So right now, Lord, as we enter into this very symbolic moment of repentance, God, I just pray right now that you would speak to my friends, whisper to them. As Amber said, Lord, that there would be an exchange communication between you and your children in this room. Thank you for my friends. And as we worship right now, Lord God, begin to work in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.